So you can turn your Bibles to James chapter 2, uh, verse 14. So we're going to go all the way from verse 14 to 26. Alright, so I'll read from verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works? Can that faith save it? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works, and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So James here says... Faith not accompanied by works is dead at the beginning and at the end. So I think that is his big theme throughout this. Now, as I was getting ready to uh, teach on this topic, I reached out to some scholarly resources, and one of that, one of that was resources was a uh, sermon by Alistair Beck. Um, he has a cool accent, so <laughs> let's go. Um, listen to him. For no other reason, that's a huge accent. I won't do that. So... <laughs> But he's got some good stuff to say. So, uh, one thing he has to say on this topic is the contrast that James is addressing here is not a contrast between faith and works, but rather a contrast between a true faith and a false faith. So, I think an important aspect to remember is that a sincere claim to faith is not the same thing as a sincere faith, right? So, we talked about the New Year's resolution. So somebody can claim that they want to lose 50 pounds, but if they don't, we can like, question, was that a sincere claim to begin it? So what we're saying here is a sincere claim to faith is not the same. So saying you have faith is not the same thing as actually having faith. Um, so let's um, go verse by verse here. So I'm going to read verse 14 again. So what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, does not have hope? Can that faith save him? If your brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So, a person can sincerely claim or say something, but you won't necessarily believe them or know, know they are sincere unless they follow up that claim with action. So, James is here saying, if somebody comes to you seeking shelter and food, and you say, Yeah, be warmed and filled. And they're like, Okay, but I'm so cold. <laughs> hungry, and you say, oh, be warmed and filled. Your claim that you want them to be warmed and filled means nothing unless you actually help them, right? So, in these verses, we see what seems to be a sincere claim that lacks action. 
Um, so James uses this illustration to show that even if a person says they have faith, it's hard to tell the sincerity of that faith unless there is fruit of that faith in the form of good works. So he says, saying be one and filled is kind of like claiming to have faith, and then saying one and filled but without accompanying that by action, that's like saying you have faith but not accompanying your faith with good works. So, once again, James calls a faith that lacks works dead. We should then ask the question, if there is a faith that does not have works, is that, wow, is that a true faith? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so something to keep in mind is good deeds by themselves do not save. Likewise, acknowledgement of God does not save. So let's keep reading here. So this is uh, verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. So James here is making an important point. He shows us how intertwined faith and works are, and how they work together, rather than showing a separation. So it's not faith or works, it's faith and works working together, right? So we live out our faith by doing good works. Uh, verse 19. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So, James here is saying, an acknowledgement of God does not save a person. Just so we know, the demons are not obviously saved. So, like, so the demons, right, they were a third of the angels in heaven. They were cast out. So obviously, they were under God at one point, right? Um, <laughs> um, so the demons, right? James is saying that the demons know God exists, but just acknowledging that God exists is not enough to save. Um, so verse twenty, right? Uh, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. So like we talked about earlier, an alleged sincere claim to faith is not sincere faith unless it has works. So James really emphasizes the fact that good works come out of a sincere faith. Um, so, let's, um, so James uses the term justified and counted as righteousness. So I just want to kind of go over what those terms mean. So we see um, in 23... Uh, he says it was counted in his righteousness. So what does that mean? So there's a couple, no, not a couple, there's three, three words um, that kind of accompany what the Christian life is. So there's justification. Now what is justification? Justification is the idea that we are counted as righteous, righteous, right? So that's, so counted as righteous, so we can use the phrase counted as righteous to be synonymous for justification. So what happens at justification? Justification is being saved, right? So when somebody gives their testimony and say, I was saved at age 12 or age two and a half, right? Mm -hmm. here. Um, but 
that's when they were justified, right? Counted as righteous. So that's the whole point of the gospel, actually. So Jesus died, paying the penalty for our sins, right? So now when we accept Jesus into our lives through faith, we are not justified. So when God looks on us humans, instead of seeing our sin and everything, he sees Jesus and his perfection. So we're counted as righteous. Now, sanctification is the second one. So we have justification, that's being counted as righteous. Sanctification is the uh, process of becoming righteous. So this is like, now you're saved, now what do we do, right? So sanctification um, is the act of becoming more like Christ. So God purifies us and makes us more righteous, right? And then so we have sanctification, sorry, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Glorification is the last one, and that is being made perfect and being lifted up with Christ and God in heaven. So that's when we have to become perfect and righteous. So all this to say, when James says counter is righteous or justified, that is what we call being saved. Um, so faith is not true faith unless it has works. We see that in verse 18, um, which says, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. And then we also see that faith is not true faith unless it has works again in 22, which says, You see that faith was active along with his works, and, is, and faith was completed by his works. Um, so now you may be wondering, well, if works are so important, do they save us? Now, the obvious answer is no, right? But we're going to dive further into that question as we keep going. So, before I read this next part, I want you to just think, does this next verse, does this contradict anything you've ever heard in the Bible before? So, just take it for face value, and I just want you to, to uh, be looking for anything that you see. So, verse 24. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Um, so, we just talked about justification, right? And being counted as righteous, right? So, let's go back and let's look at another passage in the Bible to get some more clarity on this subject. So, if you want to turn to Romans 3.28, and then we're going to go into... Four. So keep your finger in James. If it's too late, I'm sorry. Um, Romans 3.28 into 4. So I'm going to read 28, and then I'm going to skip just into chapter 4. So here's verse 28. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Now here's chapter 4, verse 1. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he is something to boast about, but not for God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So, we know for a fact that the Bible cannot contradict itself, because the authors of the Bible, when they were writing it, they were all inspired by the same God, right? And God's not going to say, not, God's not going to contradict himself. So, we know that Paul and James, so Paul is the guy who wrote Romans, they're working together 
to say the same thing. So what we just read in Romans, right? It seems as if Paul is disregarding the role of works in justification, which is being saved, right? So we can look at that in verse 5. He says, And the, to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So Paul says, even if you don't work, you're still counted as righteous if you believe, right? So it seems like he's disregarding the role of works in justification. In fact, he is, right? So I think this is a reason the book of James is in the Bible. James clarifies in his book the important role that works have in the Christian life. So works might not have a role in justification in our salvation, but what do they have a role in? In our sanctification, right? So the, our Christian life and how we become more like Christ. So James says, works do not save, but a saving faith has works. So we're talking about the true faith and the false faith. So a true faith has works, right? But a false faith does not. So Nick Connor, to quote him, because he's not here, so I feel like he has to say He says, we are saved by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone. So it sounds like, well, if saving faith has works, don't we need the works to be saved? No, right? So we don't need the works to be saved. If that was the case, people would need to try to earn favor with God, which is impossible since we're not perfect like that. So we can't try and earn our way to heaven because, like, that's the whole point of the gospel, right? Jesus lived the perfect life, died for our sins, taking the penalty, right? Took everything on himself, and now he stands in our place when God looks upon us. That's justification. So we try and earn our way to heaven with good works. We're trying to add to Jesus' perfection, which is just not how it works. You can't add to perfection. So, um, yeah, so just to highlight what James is saying about the role of works, let's take a look at the end of this passage. So I'm going to read 24 through 26. Uh, so you see a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So pay closer to the end there. He says, faith apart from works is dead. So if he says that, he's kind of implying a false faith, right? So we know a false faith can't save you. So a false faith is one that does not have works. So that would mean a true faith is one that has works. All right, so but we know from what Paul said in Romans that a true faith is one to have works. But regardless of the works, so to the one who does not work, it still counts as righteousness, right? So it's important to keep the timeline important in perspective here. So we have justification, which is saving, right? So we're saved. And then once we're saved, that's when we're supposed to carry out the works that God has set beforehand. You can see that. Ephesians 2.10, right? So that's part of our sanctification. Um, and this also goes back to the claim of faith we talked about earlier, or just a simple acknowledgement of God. So acknowledging God like the demons do, that would be a false faith. Um, yeah. So just to review a little bit, we said faith not accompanied by works is dead. And obviously, you don't have dead. Good works or a belief that God exists do not save. And Paul and James are working together to highlight the fact that our faith in God saves us while our works, while they do not save us, are an outworking of our faith 
that is a natural part of becoming more like Christ. To put that in other words, our faith is our justification, and our works are a part of our sanctification. Overall, the point is that as Christians, we should not have a sincere so we should not just have a sincere claim of faith, but a sincere faith that produces good works. So, um, I know this is might be a little confusing. So now I want to open up to any questions you might have. Um, it can be on Romans, on James, anything, or if you want me to clarify any of the words I use, like justification or sanctification. Um, I just want to clear up anything that you might be wondering about. So, Tommy, in verse 25, it says that Rahab, was it, is it saying that Rahab was justified by works right. when she received the messengers? So, if we're, uh, we're sanctified by works, we're just saying we're not, not justified by works, but sanctified by works. But maybe, like, Old Testament... I don't know, maybe like Rahab, I guess I'm just thinking, thinking out loud, like a display of her heart in the Old Testament, her faith. At that time, she was justified by the work that, um, I, don't know, I don't know if you, yeah. Alistair, made any comments on that? Or, yeah. or, or so, <laughs> I think something to keep in mind, too, is, so this is a very confusing section because, yeah, the reason I clarified justification and count as righteous it is kind of important because justified, like, there's other uses of the word justify. So, like, I felt justified when I, you know, did something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the would be. But there's other um, words. So, some people have offered up that we can justify ourselves to our peers, right? So, like, um, through our works, we justify our faith to our peers. So, it's kind of an like affirmation for yourself affirmation for others. So we have our faith that saves us. We're justified by our works to our other people, and we justify ourselves in the fact that we're saved by our faith. So, um, it, it is confusing, um, so but I think... So she was affirmed, I guess right. what I was saying. Like yeah. her, faith, her faith is, a, is affirmed. You heard display of her heart and faith in the Lord, and she was affirmed in yeah. that process. Yeah, so something That's to keep okay. in mind is... I'm not sure about this, but I think Romans was wrote, written before James. Um, but regardless, uh, I think, so we know that James and Paul are working together to say the same thing. And they're saying faith is how we're accepted into the kingdom. So in Romans, he goes on for three chapters about faith and not works equals justification. Um, and he gives... Uh, one caveat at the end of Romans that says um, so since faith is how we get into heaven does that mean works or the law works of the law are um, null so they don't matter and he says no through this faith now we uphold the law right so Paul even admits that works are not useless but they are still um, important um um, but anyway, so we know Paul and James are working together to say that 
faith is the most important thing, right? So we have to have faith, and then out of that faith comes the good works. Um, also, something I just wanted to clarify. So how are we saved, right? So we say faith saves us. Well, I wouldn't say we're necessarily saved by faith because God is the one that saved us, right? So we did nothing to earn our salvation, right? So we have to accept that God gave us a gift of salvation. So that's what we call grace, right? Receiving something that we don't deserve. So we receive God's free gift. That's his grace, right? And we receive that through faith. Um, it's kind of just another way to put um, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 uh, in different words. So regardless of the faith in works, right, this, it's important to keep in mind that all of it is God's grace, and that's the only reason we're saved. So we accept his gift um, through faith. So nothing of our own is a gift of God, right? Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Um, so are there any more questions? Anything else I can throw up? Yeah. So are you saying that faith is more of the inward while works is more showing our outward faith to others? Mm -hmm. And kind of saying, affirming it through that by, so it's our outward more than our inward there? Yeah. Um, so another thing to keep in mind is like, I don't know if any of you are saved. I don't know what you think. I don't know where your heart is, right? Only God knows that. So I can't know if you're justified. I can only see what you do outwardly. So I think works are a way um, that we affirm our salvation to others and to ourselves, right? So yes, what you're saying, it is the outward. So what we can see are other people are doing. Um, so if there's no more questions, um, let's pray and then we'll get out of here. Dear God, I thank you for today. Um, I pray that um, students would uh, be affected by this uh, passage and that um, the words would not fall in that ears. But I pray that um, your word would work, would work in us um, to change us so that we would not have a dead faith, but we would recognize the importance of good works in our lives so that we can carry them out as you prepare them us. Um, so I thank you for your word. I thank, thank you for this time. Uh,